Yeah, I did take a nap before I came, <laughs> came over here. Okay. Because, I mean, I've been getting up at like, like even on the weekends, I'm up at six or a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And so I've been going to bed early and then like, I, I don't want to... I don't want to be up late on Sunday and then start feeling like crap on Monday. So Right, right away. And everybody's like low-key Sunday night or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go take a nap. And tonight I actually, I, <laughs> I told my son Brian at like 8.15, I was like, do you know what time it is? He's like, and he looked at his, at his phone and he's like, it's Sunday. And I was like, yeah, but do you know what time it is? He's like, Oh, it's nap time, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it's nap time. Like he's on it now. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't know. I like it. That's the, that's one good thing about recording on Sunday nights. It gives me a chance to get a nap. <laughs> chance to get a nap in. <laughs> Fucking old man. Um, so you you survived. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm, you're not, you didn't freeze to death. No, there was no hypothermia. No. So... Um, our friend Adam and I went camping this weekend uh, up in um, j- just outside of uh, Muskegon. Okay. Um, in Michigan. Yeah. Um, Northwest of Grand Rapids, I found mm-hmm. out. I didn't know it was that far up there. But. Right in the Huron Manistee National Forest. Okay. So we were, this is a pretty big national forest, and I mean, we were at the like the southern entrance part, and we drove in and uh, national forests. See, Adam was telling me that national forests are owned by us, mm-hmm. the citizens. Right. So you can camp anywhere, right? You can do anything I mean, you want. Yeah. You just I mean, can't burn anywhere. it down, right? But, but it's you can pretty much you can camp. Like you have to be like anywhere a certain amount from a road or something. Well, from it's other it's um. Um, he, he had, he had mentioned it. Um, I think you have to be like 200 feet or 200 yards away from or stream or right, river, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever the rules are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. It was pine trees everywhere. Um, kind of, they had this area with like, at one time we thought they probably, logged it mm-hmm. and then replanted it yeah. because it was perfectly like lined up I yeah a picture of it but uh it was all pine um and the weather i mean it was uh, a high of like 24 and uh-huh. i think it got down to 19 so that's cold yeah it's really cold so there's a oh, yeah, that's lined awesome. up pine. So, I mean, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. And the tops here, these pines are super yeah. tall. And the wind was hitting them, and they were wavy. Oh, and, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. But we um, built a fire uh, with flint. F- yeah, just a spark and some nice. kindling, and I have to also mention this because I was fascinated. Adam made um, char cloth. Okay. So it cloth charcoal. Nice. So he 
burned up. He he took a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. cut them up into pieces, put them in a metal can, threw them in a fire, okay. and burned the can, okay, because there's no oxygen, it, right. it turned into yeah. carbon. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. It, yeah. it was awesome. And then I um, tossed a spark on it, and it lit, and we blew on it, and we transferred it to the kindling, and caveman fire. fire. Heck yeah. Yeah, it was that's awesome. awesome. So, yeah, so it was really fun. Um, the the one false move I made, and in hindsight, I should have just brought it anyway. I had purchased a, a, uh, a, uh, sleeping bag liner mm-hmm. but as i was packing things i was just like okay i have too much yeah and the bag that adam adam had ready for me was zero degree rated so i thought okay that's zero rated i have all these clothes right we'll have covers underneath right I'll be fine yeah i should have brought it because the air my body temp was fine yeah. i was i was i was warm but the air inside the tent was so chilly it just yeah. kind of kept me up so okay that was the only thing though so I, it was yeah yeah i was a little bit worried earlier i was like oh man is that too like how cold is too cold right yeah actually it isn't yeah people can hack it yeah get a fire hang out yeah just as long as you're prepared right you'll be totally fine well uh i wondered my room the room where i sleep is cold Mm -hmm. and so like in the winter i Lately, I've just like put like three blankets on, and like this, this one of them is like a fleece thing, and one of them is this heavy quilt, and just mm-hmm. like, and so I'm like cold when I lay down, but put those blankets on, and it's like nice and toasty. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And then I wake up at like three in the morning, and I'm like soaked in sweat, <laughs> right, and right. just and like, <laughs> like cold again because I'm soaked in sweat. Right. But then like I though my only. My only solution is to lay there under my blankets and fall back to sleep right, right. to stay warm. So that's what I worried about, like, because I, I thought about going heading up there too. Mm-hmm. I, I never th- put much thought into like staying overnight. <laughs> I wasn't going to stay overnight, but I thought, oh, I'll just head up after work and we'll record an episode mm-hmm. up there. But I didn't. I was thinking it was just like an hour right. away or something, right. but it was like almost three hours mm-hmm. from here and. <clears throat> right. I wasn't going to do it there and back right. in three hours. Right. So, one of the funny things is, so we went to bed pretty early, and um, I tried to monitor my water intake, mm-hmm. kind of. Oh yeah. Watching the line of dehydration and uh, having to pee constantly. So I normally I drink about a gallon of water per day. Mm-hmm. And I definitely on Friday, I was like, okay, I can't do that. Right. And going to bed so early, I thought, man, man, I'm going to have to wake up and pee. And it's going to be so cold. So 
around 1, 1 a.m. I wake up thinking, oh, man, I got to pee. And then, you know, I thought, You're well. Like, yeah, I'll just pee my pants and I'll be warm. I want to wake up Adam now. Yeah. And I'm lying there thinking, well, I mean, I've. Like, I've held it in before. Right, yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. And and I'm laying there, laying there, and I'm like, okay, I got to go. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, I think I accidentally bumped him, and he yeah. woke up. And I put my pants on, boots on, and so, <laughs> so I'm – keep in mind, I'd woken up. I'm not – coordinated yet right and so i i'm crawling out of the tent and i try to kind of stand up but don't give them 100 effort yeah. so my momentum from the crawl just pushes me forward uh-huh. and i couldn't get my balance oh, and, and i'm just like falling falling fall. <laughs> i stumbled i stumbled through the fire pit which oh, luckily the fire had, had had gone out by then because we thought it might be burned because the like those embers can just right like, yeah it'd be so yeah so hot and stop chop and roll i stumbled through the fire pit and it i i couldn't stop laughing i was laughing <laughs> Oh god, it was awesome. That's rough. but yeah, yeah, it, it uh, turned out well. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, I definitely want to do it again. Yeah. Next, next year, year, and hopefully, hopefully have have a have a seasonal campouts also. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, so, where you're not freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no hypothermia, no dehydration. Although both of us had pounding headaches yesterday. We probably were a little bit. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, overall, it went well. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you said you were camping and then you sent me the picture of the fire, that mm-hmm. you, it, and we actually talked about it, reminded me of, like, six, sixth grade, I think, we read the Jack, <laughs> to build a fire. Yeah, yeah. The Jack <laughs> London story, To Build a Fire. And we... We must have read a lot of Jack London that year because we read Call of the Wild, mm-hmm. I know. Right. Which I just read to my kids like last year, and now I definitely want to go see that movie. There's a Call of the Wild movie. I don't know. Harrison you, Ford. Harrison right, Ford right. and computer animated Buck, which mm-hmm. I guess you can't find a real dog to be that cool. But Hey, Benji, man. Benji, Benji was cool back then. Not Rin the same. Tim, he not, can train these dogs. Not the same. Um, but I'm glad the pivotal scene in To Build a Fire, the guy, I mean, the whole story is about a guy building a fire out Uh in the wilderness. He's, but he's not doing it recreationally. I forget how he finds himself out there. Something happens and he's stuck like in the wilderness Mm -hmm. in the winter. He's got to build a fire to survive. Right. He actually you guys aren't going to read the story, so I'm just going to spoil it for you. If if you don't want to know the story, fast forward a Turn minute. Turn it off, okay. yeah. But he builds a fire. He gets a fire going, but then he built it, like, under a pine tree, and the smoke from the fire melts some snow up top, and it collapses on the, – the snow from the tree collapses onto the fire, puts the fire out, and uses the last of his dry wood and – then he dies. I know. Awesome. I love that <laughs> so, 
It's such a great story. So there's a scene. So uh, we had to read this in sixth grade English class, Mr. Han. Mm-hmm. And we also also watched the yeah. movie. And for years afterwards, there's a scene <laughs> that stuck with us where the character is dude's fucking freezing his ass yeah. off. And he's like hugging himself like just like hitting yeah. himself and for some reason we found that so hilarious we really that, zeroed in that we that. would really randomly uh imitate that that <laughs> scene for all these years yeah yeah I, I i i think of that all like all the time when i'm cold just like mm-hmm. hugging your like it's like a slap hug yourself to like get the blood flowing in your arms or whatever yeah jack london to build a fire that's that's awesome um well speaking of movies i i took my kids yesterday to see uh sonic there's a sonic sonic the hedgehog movie oh okay so all right so you don't know anything about this i wanted to i wanted to pull up a no picture clue. So there's a couple of couple of things I wanted to mention about it. First, um, there was they end, they had to change the character because in the in the um, in the initial like trailers that they released, people hated the the look of the character so much that it was just like panned like around the internet okay and, and we saw previews for it like last year and as i was watching it i was like that sonic is freaking scary like what did they do to sonic and we weren't the only ones that thought that so i'm trying to find a good example here of the difference but so this is the way that he he did look and this is how they changed him. And in this one too his he had his teeth are just like really weird. His teeth are like almost too human or something so there. So this is the new one, this is the old one. No, right? this is the old one. This is what they this is the one nobody everybody didn't like and this is the one that they improved it to. Oh, okay. So it's better than yeah. It's more it's more cartoonish. Like the old one, I think looked kind of radish or like like almost too much like a real animal and not like a cartoon. Right. He looks like the beginning stages of a wolfman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He 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 kind of looks like Michael Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf a little bit, but um, yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm glad they made the change, but I wondered if the people who, and like the movie was almost done, so, so they had to go through like every scene in the movie and change what he looked like. Right. And it's it's him and um, James Marsden is the star, so like every scene he's in, James Marsden is in, mm-hmm. and like Jim Carrey's in some of the scenes. So is is um, <clears throat> Knuckles in there? Who the hell's Knuckles? Knuckles is is his sidekick. Oh, from the video game is Knuckles red? I don't, I don't know. Orange, red. I don't know. Okay, because it's, it's been a long time. At the end, they have. 
I mean, it's foreshadowing of like a sequel. And there's like this like reddish or orange like fox looking thing or something. Oh, yeah. It, it has to be him. Okay. And he like comes to Earth and like is like, I know Sonic has to be here somewhere. And kind So of, this movie, so people saw? People just saw the preview. They just showed previews in theaters. Then the bitched trailers, about it. And then bitched about it. And then from that, they redid it. Right. Okay. And I just wonder if the people who worked on it initially heard all the backlash and if there was, like, some resistance. Because, like, it's got to be, you know, it's a lot of work to computer animate that, I'm sure. And then to have Is people... It? I would I think know. so. I mean, it, it, ha- I, it has to be a fair amount of work. And then just to have people so roundly hate it, there's got to be a, a an element of like screw you, like this thing's awesome. But then like somebody made the decision, all right, we're going to scrap it all and go back to the drawing board, even though the film is pretty much done. Well, I mean, when you have the established characters since like, like right. 1991, yeah, are you fucking around with it? Right, I mean, cut some like edges off, change the color of his like gloves or whatever yeah. but why yeah go through all I, that? I i'm i'm sure that, i don't know if there, there's got to be an article there that talks about how they did it or whatever or how much work it was and i mean it's not just like one person did it you know right. so but just the, took a whole team of assholes yeah. to fuck this up. <laughs> right but just like the the massive undertaking because i'm sure that they I'm sure it was relatively late in the game, you know, right. if they already produced a trailer and they had like all of Jim Carrey's scenes in the trailer and James Marsden's scenes in the trailer. But, you know, it's not like Sonic was acting in those scenes with the people anyway. They were He was just added in, obviously. So maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, it was good. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect of it, but it was good. We liked it. There's probably a lot of other like last minute changes in music, movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I it it kind of reminds me of uh, your uh, favorite band of Fleetwood Mac. Uh huh. <laughs> so sarcasm. <laughs> I want to like. I don't even want to like Fleetwood Mac anymore. I used to want to like Fleetwood Mac. I just can't get into them. I'm sorry. When uh, they were making rumors, I watched this documentary on it. <clears throat> they would uh, record over their tracks and masters constantly, mm-hmm. but they recorded over it so much. That they realized the tape was worn out. Oh my and gosh! The the drums are all fucked up. Yeah. So they had to re-record the drums, but then hand splice the tape in. Oh my god! So you've got you have to measure right fucking tape recording right cut shit out yeah tape it at pace. Whatever they yeah that's pre garage band obviously late seventies maybe they made cocaine paste because they were doing so much <laughs> right. of it and just yeah that was found out pretty late in the game yeah that's crazy yeah. and I mean I know they do have screen tests and stuff and they show mm-hmm. it to like 
sample audiences or whatever. So, you know, they can make changes in films all the time, but that just seems they like should a pretty do those thing. more often though, because th- there's some, <laughs> there's some shit. shitty movies. That's, yeah. that's, that's a big reason why I don't watch movies anymore. Yeah. Like, who the fuck authorizes 90% of these movies? Yeah. yeah. They're bad. Yeah. Movies are just bad. Well, okay, we'll go to movies in a minute, but let me, on the Sonic thing. Oh, yeah. It, what it, so, cause Sonic, the first thing that comes up on the screen is like uh, something, something about Sega. Right. And like when we were kids, most kids were either. Nintendo households or Sega households. Right. Is that your feeling? Is that there was being well well versed in this area that was probably when Sonic came out was you no, know, it was like peak Sega uh-huh. Nintendo war. Okay. Yeah. But there I mean, I was a Nintendo kid and mm-hmm. you were a Sega kid. Right. Right. Yeah. I, d- I never had a Sega. Mm-hmm. Did you have a Nintendo? No. Uh, not this Super Nintendo, no. So, but like my kids now, and mm-hmm. maybe it's because there's more systems, and may- I, I don't know. It just seems like I don't know if there's that system. Like there, there was never any chance that I was going to get a Sega. Right. Like it was a big enough deal for me to get a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even have been like dreamed of asking for a Sega because I would have been like, that's just too much. Right. <laughs> you right. know, but like I think my kids, like my sons who were 13 and 15, I think like their friends have, and my sons have like every video game system. Right. And like I think their friends have like numerous systems, right. you know. It just seems like it's different now. Like, you know, it is, it, yeah. you, you right. just, everybody, you get everything instead of just like sticking to one like PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, you know. Right. I'm out of the the <clears throat> loop with the newer systems. I yeah. mean, my last one is a PS3, but it doesn't seem like there's as much like uh, marketing and ad wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah, I don't even that could be part of it. Part of it also is uh their their shared software. Yeah, I was going to say like for so. a lot of the games you can get across multiple systems, right. you know, yes. so you don't but there are games that are just for certain systems too. Mm-hmm. So I mean if depending on what you're playing, you know, I guess it does make a difference, right. but I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that, like, at some point it went from, and I mean, there when we were kid, it, kids, it was only those two. Like, I don't, Atari wasn't still making stuff by then, were they? Like late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah, they were. Uh huh. I don't see. I don't even remember that. Yeah, the people <clears throat> don't know this, but the twenty six hundred stopped making games i think in 1993 or 94 okay so well into but nintendo and sega people stuff. people think it went away in like 84 yeah but right it didn't it didn't i mean it just wasn't just, as popular right and right. and i mean it was antiquated technology right um yeah and nintendo came out here here in 85 and revitalize the video game market right. because it was totally wiped out like the home console yeah. was killed right. by by atari actually yeah their shit yeah 
uh, and then PCs came out. Those were seen as cooler, but then yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo swooped did in it. and saved Nintendo the day. Nintendo did it. Yeah, the National Video Game Museum that we went to in Frisco, Texas, had really cool like history yeah. of like this. This is what yeah. happened. That was neat. Um, and one of one of the previews that we saw for an upcoming movie was a Scooby Doo origin story movie. Oh, really? Called Scoob. And it, it's <laughs> Hey Scoob. Okay, you right there did a better Shaggy than the person in this movie. <laughs> I it start in like okay. Granted, most of the movie is them as kids, so their voices are going to be a little different. But at the beginning of the preview, they showed Scooby and Shaggy like your normal like adults or whatever, and like the guy didn't sound like Shaggy at all. Right. Like they seriously could have just hired you to do Shaggy, and like. The, the Scooby voice, like both the older one and this, it doesn't even, it doesn't sound anything like Scooby. It sounds like Nick Nolte on a really good day. Does he pronounce like Not really. Okay? All right. I mean, no, he pronounces them okay. Like he, do, he doesn't like. Does he like. Do the like. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, it's. To me, like, part of the things with Scooby is, like, you couldn't understand what he was saying half the time. Right. And, like, they've changed it so you can understand everything that he says. Yes. See, and, and, yeah. So, two thumbs down just off the preview. <clears throat> that I hope that they, that they, that there's an internet backlash and they go back and they change Scooby and Shaggy's voices. How young are they? They're, like, uh... <clears throat> I don't know, maybe like early teens, like oh, 13, 14. Okay, like junior high or yeah, high school. Yeah, something like that. Are, are uh, uh, Velma and yeah, Daphne hot? Or, well, they're younger, so yeah, but, let's strike that from the record. Well, I mean, but they're not. I mean, they're, they look the exact same. They're okay, just like, right. I don't even know how they make them look younger. But they, right. they you know, but it's... <laughs> I don't know. It just, as I was watching it, I was just like, "This is." This Did you dumb. watch it uh, uh, when you were a kid? Oh yeah, I watched it when I was a kid, and my my nephew was mm-hmm. really into Scooby Doo, so I I somehow watched a few. Oh, and there were Scooby Doo movies like when my kids, or at least when my oldest daughter was a kid. That's when the Freddie Prinze Jr. Right, and Matthew Lillard, mm-hmm. uh, Scooby Doo movies came out. So, Scooby Doo, I like that. Yeah, I mean, but this if, but if this new one sounds shitty. Yeah, uh, my hope is that maybe you know kids will go to watch this and they'll be like, "This sucks," and their parents will be like, "No, let me show you the original stuff. That's right. that's worthwhile." But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. The characters do look good, at least. Right? Are they he- human or cartoon? It's it's, no, all it's cartoon. Car- it's yeah, all, it's cartoons. Okay. Yeah, it's right. cartoons. But like, you know, if you look at them, you know, even like Fred and Velma and Daphne, like you know who they are. Yeah. So it's not like Sonic. Where Does they Fred them all. have that neck kerchief? What the neckerchief or neckerchief, whatever the fuck it's called? That I, that like orange thing he has on his neck 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what, how many of these have I watched. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fred Fred Jones, right? I think is his name. I don't know. Fred Jones neckerchief. Oh, it's a, it's a search. Fred Jones neck. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Why is he wearing that thing? Like he always has. <clears throat> Every time I see one of those, I'm reminded of... Well, how often are you seeing one these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, Fred is literally the only the person only... I know that yeah. wears one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not even I guess, real. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But, like, when I do see them, I'm reminded of, like, this joke from elementary school. I don't even remember how the story goes, but it's like this long drawn out story about mm-hmm. this girl that wears like this ribbon around her neck to school every day. And everybody's like, why don't you take the ribbon off? Why don't you take the ribbon off? And she's like, no, I never want to. I never want to. And then like one day she takes it off and her head falls <laughs> off. <laughs> and like the ribbon was keeping her head attached. <laughs> All right. I should, I should look that up and see if I can find the whole story. I don't know, but... That it obviously made an impact on me if I remember it like a long time later. But speaking of crappy movies, so um, and good movies, I on the WTF podcast the other day they had um, Carol Kane, who's an actress who's been in a lot of stuff, and licensed to drive. Was she in that? Yeah. Okay. Um, but she got her start in the 70s and was in mm-hmm. like, so they, they were talking about her career and they started talking about all of these awesome movies that she was in in the 70s. And Mark Maron's like this huge like 70s movie fan and he's watched a ton of stuff. So as they were talking about it and like she did a couple movies with Jack Nicholson and stuff and I love Jack Nicholson. And I was like, I haven't watched a good 70s movie in a while. So I turned on this movie, which was Carol Kane's first movie that they mentioned, this Mike Nichols-directed movie with Jack Nicholson and Art Garfunkel, who I didn't even know acted, but he's pretty good. And um, it's called Carnal Knowledge. Okay. And it's from like 1970 or 71. And it was right after... um, Easy Rider, mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson did Easy Rider, and so he was like just beginning to break as like a big, big actor. Right. And Candace Bergen is in it, and she's young, mm-hmm. and Jack Nicholson's obviously mm-hmm. young, and Art Garfunkel's young, and I loved the movie. Like it's, it. <clears throat> there were a couple scenes in it that were pretty difficult to watch. Like, have you ever seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No. That's uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Okay. There's only four characters in the movie. Richard Taylor and Elizabeth Burton are the old married couple, and then there's a younger couple. It, it's one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever seen. Like, I love it, but, like, watching it, it's just uncomfortable. Okay. It's just, like, they talk about some – they're a married couple, and they're it, – it's just an uncomfortable movie to watch. I've only watched it once, and I want to go back and watch it again. But um, this movie had the same kind of – discomfort in a couple of the scenes there's a scene with jack nicholson and Anne margaret mm-hmm. that in their apartment and you're just watching it and jack nicholson is just such an asshole and she's so needy and just like 
wants to stand up for herself but doesn't know how to and just caves on everything Jack Nicholson says but you can see that it it's just like it's it's a fantastic movie carnal knowledge is the name of it but um it just reminded me of like the kind of movie that if that was made today that wouldn't get released in theaters because it's not like right it's not main it's not it's too heavy it's too like dramatic would it be like considered an indie movie now or would it be on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon? Yeah, maybe something like that and it just wouldn't find the audience. Right. You know? Although maybe it's Did it have an audience back then? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I mean it was um and, and I mean not measuring audience by awards, but right. like Anne Margaret was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Okay. And she won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. Um maybe it's like a Marriage Story, which was uh, this Noah Baumbach movie that was released in theaters, but mostly just on Netflix, which I haven't seen. I really want to see. And that looks like another movie with Adam Driver is in it and Laura Dern and some other people that looks like it's going to be very uncomfortable to watch, especially it's a movie about divorce. So especially if you've gone through divorce, I'm sure it's pretty difficult to watch. But I just haven't watched it yet it, i will sometime but i don't know that those just those kind of movies that like really hold up you know mm-hmm. and now just like the huge movies and, and but maybe it wasn't huge then maybe it, you know that that was a weird time because it's pre-blockbuster movies and it's post like it's the new Hollywood age where you have all these young directors and young actors and stuff that are coming in and are going to change Hollywood. And it, but the, just these really intense 70s movies like The French Connection or um, uh, what the hell is the other one? Um, this Jack Nicholson, this movie King of Marvin Gardens, him and Bruce Dern, which is just like this heavy like drama like, I, I don't know. I just love those 70s movies. Maybe I should watch these movies and be entertained. <laughs> well, I mean, they sound better than the shit that's out now. Right, right. And, and like, I as I was watching this, I was just like, this is so good. Like, right. I, I wasn't, like, trying to rush through it or anything. But, like, I gen... I generally like everything that I watch. Most everything that I watch. Yeah. Most every movie I watch, I can find some redeeming quality to. Right. What do you think the first blockbuster was? Is They say Jaws was. Jaws. Jaws was the first, like, blockbuster, like, big deal summer release movie, you know. But, I mean, I don't know. I... There were obviously big movies, like Ben-Hur right. was this like huge movie, that, and that was like 58 or 59 or something, mm-hmm. you know, so. I was kind of thinking of, of uh, Star Wars. Right, that maybe. was a little later, know, yeah. Like, that, what, 77, 77, yeah, I think so, so like a year or two after right. Jaws, yeah. Um, so I watched that, and then I wanted to watch... I was like, okay, well, this is early in Jack Nicholson's career. What's his first movie? His first movie, 1958, um, The Crybaby Killer. And this is a movie that he did with Roger Corman, who I've mentioned before and you didn't know. But he did, like, Toxic Avenger 
and okay. like all of those like USA <laughs> up all night movies. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing movies today. Like he's doing movies basically that are like Sharknado. Okay. Or like that Yeti movie that we watched oh, in my yeah. house years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just those really horrible, like right. just stupid movies that he, but like a lot of legitimate Hollywood stars and directors got their start with Roger Corman movies because low budget and he gives a chance to a lot of people and you get, you go there and you learn how to make movies. So, um, Jack Nicholson stars in this cry, this movie Crybaby Killer, where, I mean, he's he shot somebody in a fight or something like that, and then he he takes hostages and they're trying to talk him out and whatever. But it's just awesome to see like he's at the time twenty two or twenty three years old, mm-hmm. and he's you just see him and you like try to catch glimpses of like this is the guy that's going to be like the legendary actor of the next fifty years, you know. And it's 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 not a good movie. Okay. There's there here this I wrote down this line of the movie because it made me laugh, and I was like, I I'm not sure if they were going for humor here or if they. I mean, they're all Roger Corman movies are a little tongue in cheek, right? So like they're kind of laughing at themselves. But here's the line: Teenagers, they never had them when I was a kid. <laughs> like what? What the hell does that mean? Yeah, who knows? So anyway, so there's two movie recommendations for you. One is really good, Carnal Knowledge. Candace Bergen, young. It's just weird because I like I think of Candace Bergen like is old. Murphy Brown. Yeah, Murphy right. Brown. Like she's you know, I don't want to say old, but old. And Jack Nicholson is old, but like to go back and see them is young. It's it's a little weird. Did they? Do they recently redo Murphy Brown or have a... I think there was a new... They, like, revived the series, like, the same way they did with Roseanne. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on or not. I I never watched it before, so I'm probably not going to catch this time around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what the deal with that was, but... um, I don't know why, but when you're talking about movies, I... I pictured us watching those those early James Bond. Oh movies. yeah. What was the most ridiculous scene that you can recall? Okay. The the towel thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a scene was it Doctor No? I think so. I think it's in Doctor No. Where okay, Bond is a ladies man, right? So he has just spent the night with this woman and it's like the next morning or something Mm -hmm. and like she takes a shower and he's like trying to put the moves on her but he she like declines and like leaves and leaves behind her towel or like he takes her towel from her or something and so like he's like all charged up and like ready to go and she's like no and he takes the towel and like puts it in his mouth and like sucks on the towel <laughs> and it's just like oh man so poor would, guy so would the question we had after watching it and laughing our asses off like would that be considered like hardcore romantic right, yeah. or just oh, right. creepy as shit <laughs> yeah, right. like 
<laughs> I am not getting with this fucking guy. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess it's all uh, context, you know, if, right. it's, if it's your... Give me your, your towel. Yeah, if it's your boyfriend or husband or right. something that does it, it's less creepy than, like, you know, some guy who breaks into your house after you're done taking a shower. Right. And, but it's James Bond. Right, right. It's And, and like, you know, that if that's Dr. No, that's, like, I think that's, like, 1960 or 61, 62, mm-hmm. something like that. So that's probably a pretty, like, racy moment, yeah. you know, of him of him doing that. Probably. Well, like, um, what movie was it? I think it's North by Northwest with Cary Grant and, uh, Jesus, who's the woman? I can't remember. I might even be thinking of the wrong movie. I think it's North by Northwest with Cary Grant. And, like, um, there's a scene, they're on a train and, like he's they're strangers on a train and like he's trying to like seduce her on this train and like she's starting to give in a little bit and but like still like not giving in and then but the like, ride is bumpy because it's a fucking train <laughs> but she's like she eventually he like breaks her down and like they start to kiss mm-hmm. but like and you can tell what's about to happen but instead of showing what happens they show them kiss and then they go back to a long view of the train and they show a train entering a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I saw it, I was like, wait, they have, that's totally obvious the what they were doing. Too? <laughs> I think on the, I think okay. at the end, the horn blew. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was North by Northwest with Cary Grant, um, which there's, just a little historical tidbit. There's a, a famous scene in that where he's chased by an airplane. Like he's running on the ground and this airplane comes from the back and is like chasing him. Does he outrun it? He like falls to the ground. But like if you saw it, you, you've definitely seen it before. Like if you've watched any like movie thing, it's one of the when they sh- are showing like classic moments from movies or whatever. Okay. It's one of the things they show. But the, the plane coming from behind and that was filmed on 41 like basically a little bit farther down from sh- the shrine of Christ's passion really yeah i have no i can't remember the storyline behind why it was filmed there but that's where it was filmed like right off of 41 in northwest indiana wow like a little farther down so i, I thought that was pretty cool i can't it is i can't yeah. even remember how how i know that or why it was but it was <clears throat> um all right, so uh, you don't have coronavirus, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so either. Even right. though, like, a vast, I don't want to say majority, but a vast number of our students at work come from China. Right. I don't, I'm not worried, like, maybe, whatever. I'm not going to, like, be anti-Chinese students because I'm not an idiot. But... Um, it has me thinking about they 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 issue these things like how to protect yourself from coronavirus and like the number one thing they always say in these things is wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And I just think like 
is this something we should have to tell adults? Like, we covered this in the first or second episode right. of the podcast. Like, why Why is this? We're basically treating adults the same way as, like, you treat your three-year-old kid. Like, just wash your hands. I think people wash their hands probably, but not as much as they should. As they should, yeah. Right. Or they half-ass it. Right. I mean, right. Really, you want to wash your hands like you're performing surgery. Yeah, right. Well, they they did say, they always say, like, either wash it for, like, two, two happy birth, sing happy birthday twice. Yeah, or, or the, ABCs. the ABCs. Yeah, which, that's a, that's a really long time. Right. Like, I try, I remember doing that, not for this right. one, but whatever the last and it's, one friction also i mean rub your hands right like yeah 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 that they want that right like you're mr miyagi like yeah <laughs> that friction yeah i used to do that like rubbing your hands thing mm-hmm. and my kids would always be like what are you doing and then i showed them karate kid and now they understand that sh- that should be required viewing for oh, every yeah, kid it's awesome it's a great movie it is but i you know i just feel like Maybe I need to give my kids a break on like some con- I'm on them about certain things all the time, and I'm like they're just kids, and like I'm on them about they they have the hand washing thing down, but like we're still telling adults like do this, you know. So like, okay, maybe if they don't like get all of their laundry in the basket or they don't you know pick up their clothes off the floor after they take a shower or whatever, like. Plenty of adults don't do that either. But you can't let it go because then you end up with adults, non-functioning adults. Not non-functioning, but just annoying as shit adults. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't wash their... I, uh, I So what you should do really is next time if your kid's like, they aren't picking up the room or they fuck up, don't reprimand him or that just ask him did you wash your hands <laughs> i'll be like do you want coronavirus <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna die yeah well i don't know are you worried about coronavirus no me neither no, i mean i it's i know it's spread by wash your hands don't pick your nose and don't touch your eyes. Right. Yeah. Okay. That it's pretty easy. You're you're probably right. going to be fine. Yes. Yeah. And and if anybody in our age gets it, no, you'll you'll cough. Right. Now, right. if a baby or old person gets it, it's a problem. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty confident that I'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Well. I don't remember how this came up. I heard the word the other day, and it. whenever I hear this word, it reminds me of you. Okay. Because you used to bring it up a lot, and, like, whenever we talk about our childhood, we both kind of mention it. Okay. I wonder if I can get you to, if I can get you to say the word without. So, like, if, if, what, if you had to describe your childhood, not, like, not describe your childhood. Well, I'll say okay. I'll okay, say the yeah. word. I'll okay. say the word, and you'll know what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, latchkey. Latchkey. 
<laughs> right? Like you like saying that you're you were a latchkey kid. Oh, or yeah. like we've talked about being a latchkey kid. Right. Which I'm pretty sure you taught me that word. Like I had no idea what even a latchkey kid well, was. Well, I can't I can't even remember where I heard it. Um but I thought about it and, and I was like, oh yeah. And so it's just, me. it's just like a kid that gets home from school and your parents aren't there, yeah, right? Yeah. That's essentially, all, mm-hmm. I don't know what latch key, like maybe you have a key to the latch or something to let yourself in or right. something. I don't, whatever. But, um, and I, I was too, like my parents always worked. So mm-hmm. I was early on, like when I was really young, my dad worked during the night. Mm-hmm. So like he would be home during the day and I would be home like before I started school he right. was home during the day and mm-hmm. he was home sleeping so I was like pretty much taking care of myself during the day but right. it's like a four-year-old but um once I started in school I would come home and like my sisters would be there mm-hmm. but it was just the three of us just like hanging out after school until my parents got home right. you know yeah and <clears throat> so I was both of my parents were working when I well, my dad was working, and then my mom, I think, got a job when I was in kindergarten, when I was five or six. Yeah. So there would be, and I, for kindergarten, I would come home like around noonish, and it wasn't every day. I would come home around noon, and I would be alone. For a couple hours. Okay, so you were because you're older. You have an older brother and sister, mm-hmm, and right. they would have been full day. Yes. So for that little bit, you actually were just alone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So. And and it wasn't because I would periodically have to go to the neighbor's house or or uh, across the street. So I can't remember why on certain days I was by myself. Right. And yeah. Uh, and then when I was full day also um with with the other two i i was still some i like my sister was probably in after school things Mm -hmm. my brother at that point probably had a job yeah so i was yeah by myself until my mom came home which wasn't really that i mean like at that point she was coming home around like four o'clock five yeah yeah i think like once i was in fourth grade and we moved up here i think my dad was more worked more like a like a six to four shift or Mm -hmm. something like that or six to three or six you know so he would be home like soon after i got home if he wasn't already home before but previous to moving up here like he was working up here and he was working in Michigan when I lived in Springfield, Illinois. And like my mom would be at work till five and he wasn't around for like a couple of years. He was working away. And so I would get home from school and like there until my mom got home after five, Mm -hmm. we were just hanging out and doing, you know, whatever. And it just like, I'm sure it happens you know, it still happens today, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I think people are a little bit 
I th- more scared of it now. I think I, I think you can get in trouble. I'm like sure if you're, yeah. if your kid is under like under a certain age, under yeah. a certain age, and right. left by themselves for. I don't know if it's any time period or right. Like I don't more, know what the law is on more it. More than that, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But like yesterday at Meyer, I was going to Meyer yesterday morning. Um, I don't know. I was there a lot yesterday. I don't know what time it was, but I was coming through like the back. So like the front of Meyer is like this in like commercial area, but in the back it's just like a residential neighborhood, mm-hmm. like behind behind the big grocery store, and I was entering from the back and there were two little kids who looked like they were probably like two little boys that were like eight years old and 10 years old Mm -hmm. and they were carrying like plastic bags of groceries and one of them had a gallon of milk and I thought that's so cool that like these kids just live behind the store and their parents were like okay you guys can go to the store together and get whatever i thought of macaulay culkin from home alone where he goes to the (laughs) store and he's like is this toothbrush approved by the american dental association and that's what it but it just it just struck me as something like very odd to see these kids like going to the store but i thought it was cool you know i think a lot of it too is people like things are so separate now Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people don't even have the opportunity to walk to a store. You just don't live like our commercial areas are so separate from our residential areas. Yeah. I mean, Meyer is probably one of the only exceptions right. really. Yeah, I mean, because, because it backs up to that residential and, and, right. and then regular houses, yeah. but yeah. Now that I think about it, you, uh, you probably don't want to try to walk to a lot of the grocery stores. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the like old school exceptions to that is I don't know how familiar you are with on uh, like White Oak. There's the little store in Munster. Yes. Just like in the middle of the neighborhood, uh-huh. there's this yeah. like little this, corner store. Yes. And it has like a like it has. I mean, it's the same idea of like a city where like, you know, you walk to the corner store or whatever, which Mm -hmm. you just don't see in the suburbs anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like this little convenience store that I'm sure kids walk to all the time because it's, you know, in a quiet residential neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's I'm sure it's I'm sure the kids around there love it, you know, and to be able to walk to the little store and check it out. But um, do you have a good latch key? What, do you have a, a the, the best latchkey kid story <laughs> <laughs> that you can tell? Okay. That changes. Uh, I, <clears throat> not – nothing wild. I mean, I the rules were you come home, mm-hmm. you fix yourself something to eat, mm-hmm. and you either watch – Watch a cartoon or play in your room. Mm-hmm. You don't touch anything else. I right, mean, yeah. Touch the oven. You right. don't, like, try to figure out how, like, sharp some knives are. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't really remember anything that 
I I do remember getting to the point around seven years old where I we I would come home and if somebody was home I would be pissed. Yeah, right. Because, <laughs> because I like being time. because I like being. I yeah. love being by myself yeah. now even yeah. and it's probably because of that. Right. Also, yeah. I would because I had a routine. And right. If like. Ducktails was thrown off. Yeah. Then I'd get irritated. Yeah. Well, so. and it, like as a kid, you don't get any time alone. Right. You know. So to have like some actual time alone, like mm-hmm. even then, you probably crave it. You know, because right. like everybody likes alone time. You know. <clears throat> I. Yeah, I can't really remember anything that like happened, which I, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Well, Nothing there was wild. There happened. was. I was always scared because there was an episode. I talked about this with my friend last year. There was an episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> Did you watch Punky Brewster? Yes, with uh, Richard Mulligan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Nope. Richard Mulligan. No, no not Richard. It's not Richard Mulligan. It's uh, who the hell is it? It's Henry Warnemont is the guy's name. He was. Um, he was Who the hell's Richard Mulligan. Richard, you Richard Mulligan is another actor, okay. but like, no, you're thinking of the commandant from Police Academy. That's who it was. The old man from Police Academy. Okay, was the dad in or the the caretaker, the dad? Yeah, yeah. In Punky Brewster, the old okay. man, but right. it's not Richard Mulligan. Okay. No, Richard Mulligan was in Empty Nest. Do you remember that sitcom, Empty Nest? Yeah. That was Richard. That isn't Mulligan. him. No, it's Holy they're they're shit, different the guys. The mirror just shattered. <laughs> different guys. Glass everywhere. Richard Mulligan was awesome, and this other guy was awesome. I can't remember his name, but um, but there was an so there's two episodes of Punky Brewster that I remember. One where she they they try to go to the uh, Cubs 1984 playoff playoffs. Okay. And they get to Wrigley, and they had fake tickets. They they bought scout or fake fake tickets so they Mm -hmm. couldn't get in and um somehow the cubs found out and punky got got to sit in the dugout (laughs) during the game (laughs) so like and i saw this episode like years later and all they did was they like like they showed highlights of the game during the show right. so it, i don't know i just thought it was awesome as a kid that she could sit in the game or, or sit in the dugout but the other the other episode was her friend <clears throat> cherry is her name cherry maybe like gets stuck in a refrigerator like <laughs> they're playing hide and seek or something and somebody's throwing away an old refrigerator and she gets stuck in it and she can't get out and she almost dies. She almost, like, suffocates because, like, you can't breathe in a refrigerator. And, like, shortly after I saw that, they, like... What if I got into my refrigerator <laughs> no. and got stuck? No, well, they talked about it at school. Like, you know, never play around, you know, old appliances or anything. And, like, I had never even thought about it before. I had never even thought of going into a room, you know. But, like, that, too damn cold. that became, like, something I obsessed about. Yeah. Like, what if I get caught in an appliance? You know, and it just like what if I get caught in this dryer? Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. So it, it just like like what if something like that happens? Right. Ignoring the fact that like she climbed into the refrigerator and closed the door on her own, you know. But right. like so anytime to this day I think about it 
like not all the time, but Do you like still worry about that. <laughs> no, okay. no. I I feel like sometimes when I see somebody like getting rid of a refrigerator and there's like a refrigerator like oh, on the oh, side God, of the I hope road. There's nobody in there. No, like <laughs> if they take the door off, I'm like Punky Brewster. <laughs> they saw that episode. <laughs> So, I mean, I, it, it's just crazy, like, the things that stick with you. But right. I still, I, I, thanks, Punky. You made a difference in my life. <laughs> I never played in any refrigerators. So, I don't know. And then there was another, that was, like, my main concern. But then, I don't remember the details of it, but I got in trouble for, I vividly remember, like, Hiding behind some bushes next to our house in Springfield. So I was like, we moved when I was nine. So I was younger than nine. Hiding in the bushes with toilet paper and matches. And trying to light the toilet paper on fire. And somebody found us. And like, not even a relative. I don't know who it was that found us. And like, I got in trouble by that adult who found us. And I just remember thinking, like, what's the problem? I'm not going to burn the house down. I'm just going to burn this toilet paper. Were you trying to light the whole roll or, like, a No, I think I tore some off in, like, his, you know, like like a newspaper that you would use to, like, start a campfire or something. And I, they didn't let me do it. Which, I mean, you know, I was behind some bushes, so maybe right. things could have gotten out of it. But it was a brick house. I wasn't going to burn the house down. Right. So. Why would you want to burn the toilet paper? I, I think what? it was probably just what I had on hand that I could burn. The only, like, flammable thing that I could get that wasn't, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, there was a huge pine tree out there. I don't know why I wouldn't just get pine needles and burn those. Or maybe the curtains. You, but like they would, they would know that nobody's gonna notice any toilet paper that's gone. It's so awesome! I can picture you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shit and then after this, I'm gonna take this toilet paper and catch it on fire. But I'm gonna hide in the bushes. Hey, at least I had foresight enough to go to the bathroom right, first, right. so I didn't need the toilet paper anymore. Oh God. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. As little pyromaniac. Yeah. I mean, I would. <clears throat> light matches but not trying to burn anything if that makes sense yeah I think right the, like what i would do when my parents were home were like explore i would go go yeah. go into their room i would look around my brother's room my yeah. sister's room uh closets the, and just looking for for, yeah for shit and then i figured out like hey when nobody's around i can look for christmas presents <laughs> like around the holidays right so so yeah i always found found where the hiding place was yeah. so but you didn't go out of the house to explore no no, no. i no not really because our Oh, uh, we just had a backyard. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it was a yard. Yeah. There were, there were more interesting things uh, in the house. Yeah. Guy found a sword. Um, a sword? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you didn't cut yourself, did you? No. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, what else? But I don't know. Just yeah. 
right parents, right pictures, right family photos. I hadn't yeah. like seen. And right, I would look through those and just being a nosy kid. Being a nosy kid. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, speaking of exploring, next episode we'll figure out a way to work in a little story from. <laughs> 1992 probably about some late night exploring that you and I did in South Haven. All right. I like it. That it'll be it'll be a good story. I don't uh I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about, but we're out of time for it this time. So a little a little sneak preview Teaser. of next time, yeah. But um you know what they probably kept in that refrigerator from Punky Brewster? Well, was it empty? It was empty, but like they had to keep something in it before that, in the freezer section. What did they hide? What money or cocaine? Wang ice, dude! Oh, Come oh, on, <laughs> jeez! Are you trying to get cocaine into every <laughs> into every episode now? Money or cocaine? No, ice that you promote every damn episode, but now it's cocaine. Cocaine is the new lane Co- ice. <laughs> but Who, anyway, who's your favorite cocaine distributor? <laughs> Don't buy from that guy. Yeah. He, he cuts his with baking soda. So, so earlier around the uh, probably the forty-five minute mark, you uh, might have accidentally heard this clink. Of lovely Ling Ice, I took a drink and I accidentally put the glass down too hard. But that beautiful sound—it's Ling Ice. Was Ling Ice, and what I was doing was making my mouth happy and my <laughs> drink happy with Ling Ice. Well done. It's that's a happy drink. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Come back on Thursday for another scintillating episode. And uh, thanks for listening.